We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends and lovely listeners. I hope you're enjoying your day, and I'm so honored to be spending a portion of it with you here on Empower Radio. So what comes up for you when I say the word power? And do you believe you have a healthy relationship with power? I believe for our relationships to work and for our life to work, we need to surrender power with the little P and claim our power with the capital P. What does that mean? Well, that is what we're going to explore here today on Journey to Center. Here to have this conversation with me is my good friend, ex-producer, spiritual pathmate, and consistent voice of reason, Rosemary Sneringer. Rosemary is a talented channel, spiritual counselor, as well as the book nurturer. She's a gifted writer, copywriter, ghostwriter, and editor. Rosemary supports people birth their books from inception to completion, from self-help to business books, from fiction to memoirs. Rosemary empowers those she works with in speaking from the heart and sharing their information and stories in a way that supports the reader and from a place of authentic personal power. So happy to be having this conversation with you, Rosemary. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. And I just love that part of your intention in working with your writers and clients and students is about empowering them and supporting them in finding their authentic voice. Such a great, great intention. Yes. And I have to say that we teach what we are learning. And I've been trying to write my book for many, many years. And uh, when it gets to the emotional part, I just shut down and I'm working through it. So I know what that's like. So when people get stuck on that, I help them through those emotional parts so they can get those done. And then the rest of the book seems a lot easier compared to that. I know, I know with you, Tammy, manifesting love from the inside out, you said it took you four years. And when I read that book, I said, Oh, now I get why. I mean, you must've put yourself back in that, turmoil many times to finish that book and I salute you because it's hard and it's painful. It can be, you know, most of us don't like to hurt, you know, and it's, it's very compelling to avoid feeling those uncomfortable feelings, hurt, shame. You know, for me, I I realize now that years ago I had a lot of suppressed um, grief and I didn't know it. One of my teachers said to me, well, the reason you're struggling so much with like lung stuff, bronchitis, is you have suppressed grief. And I, when they said that, I started crying and I didn't know why. And they said, you don't need to know why. You just need to let the tears come up when they want to come up. And I didn't know how to make that happen necessarily. And my teacher said, well, go out and get an onion, chop it up, put it in some like warm cloth, put it on your chest and just start breathing in the fumes. And that will kind of kickstart the tears and just let it rip. And so I went out and got some organic onions to do this exercise, but I didn't even need to use them because once she gave me permission, it was, it was a tidal wave (laughs) for the next month. And 
I feel most people walking around on planet Earth have a lot of suppressed tears. We've all experienced this disillusionment, pain, betrayal, loss. You know, most of us experienced um, death and it hurts. It hurts to be human. So we have to allow ourselves the process of experiencing those emotions. And I think that's how we start clearing and releasing um, heavy energy, toxic energy, you know. There's actually been reports and studies like when we cry tears of grief, there's a chemical in it that isn't there when you're when you're just, you know, your eyes are watering because of allergies. And it's it's a very healing way and cleansing way of, of um, taking care of ourselves. Well, I think that's fascinating about the that cleansing enzyme or what did you say it was? A, yeah, there's a chemical um, in our tears. Yeah, you chemical, know, when we're, okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about you, but for years I thought, I'm so stoic because I don't cry. And what I didn't know was that that right. grief was taking up residence in my body on a cellular level. And it uh, wasn't it wasn't healthy, wasn't good. And like you say, once you start feeling them, it, at a certain point it turns around and it starts to, to feel good. Yeah, it starts clearing out. It's sort of like taking the garbage out. Things start to clear out. It's like it starts to just feel better. We start to lighten up. And I think we start to naturally ascend in our consciousness. Um, Something else that uh, comes forward for me, it's um, many people think being vulnerable makes them weak. And I think it's the Course of Miracles says, in my defenselessness, my power lies. To be vulnerable and to be honest is really where our, our strength lies. But that's something that's not necessarily um, innate or easy or natural. And I think especially if you're a man. I mean, it's not easy if you're a woman. I think it's even harder if you're a man. You know, that brings to mind something that was discussed in my channeling class. They, we were discussing the meek inherit the earth. And it, a lot of people think that means rolling over, taking it on the chin, being the <laughs> victim. But really, it means being open-minded. Mm. Yeah, I think being humble or um, having humility, you know, to be um, honest and vulnerable. And again, I think that is where our authentic, authentic power is. You know, I think so many people... Um, walking around, Mm. don't feel truly comfortable and confident and loving and safe. So then they put on these false masks of power and they try to have power over others. You see this all the time. You see it in politics. You see politicians um, trying to dig up dirt on the other um, candidate or you see, um, you know, um, people playing the victim or, you know, there's the passive aggressive or the aggressor or the bully. You see, um, I see so many examples of that in the world. And that's not true power. All of those power plays are really based on a foundation of not knowing your authentic power of um, try- it's puffery. You know what it is? It's like puffery. It's mm-hmm. like trying to be a big blowfish. It's not true. It's not the truth. And it's on, mm-hmm. it's really based, if people are behaving that way, it's based on this foundation of not knowing your true value. It's based on a foundation of fear. That's very profound. Now, I want to ask you about the big P in power because I have a feeling it relates to the big G in God or in Mm -hmm. spirit or source. Yes. 
To me, that's true. I think when we surrender our power, our personal power to that authority, if you will, God, spirit, source, creative intelligence, you know, whatever you want to call that energy, the same energy that, that turns the planets around the sun and is responsible for the grass being green and the beating of our hearts. You know, when we can start to realize that that energy is on our side, I think it was Einstein that said, what's the most important question you can ever answer for yourself? It's, do you believe that the world is a safe and loving place or the universe is a safe and loving place or not. And when, I don't know about you, but when I was first asked that question, my knee-jerk response was, no, it's not safe. Look at all the stuff that's happened to Mm -hmm. me in my life. Look at all the stuff that happens on planet Earth. How could this possibly be considered, you know, to be safe and loving? It's not. But we live on a planet of free will and choice. We're here to be the demigods of our reality. So what we think and we believe is what we are going to experience and perceive. So I decided to open my mind to the possibility of experimenting with the fact that the universe is a safe and loving place. And if it didn't work out, I could always go back to that other way of being that really wasn't working for me. So I made a conscious effort to explore that. Okay, God, you know, we're going to do this for a while. I'm just going to relax. You love me. I'm going to pretend or experience or explore this notion. You love me. And I just imagined sitting in God's lap and that he was on my side, which was a very, very different notion. I grew up Catholic and that judge was a little bit uh, condemning and, you know, I wasn't worthy to receive him and, you know, all that stuff that we hear sometimes in organized religion. So I tried out this new thing and I'm happy. You're a sinner, that's why. <laughs> I am. It's original sin. It's original sin, and there's nothing we can ever do to get back into the Garden of Eden. And, uh, well, except, except, and I'm still confused by this, except the Lord Jesus Christ is our personal Savior. And I, I'm still like, hmm, what does that mean? I think what it means mm-hmm. is to just love ourselves, know that Christ consciousness is within, and... um relax into that place of knowing that we are God's children, that we're loved. And Jesus is, I love what Course in Miracles says, Jesus is like our elder brother. You know, he was a living example of kind of living a life of love. And and every day I do want to do that better. <laughs> my intention is to ascend in my consciousness and go the direction of greater love, self-love, connection with the with source and, and surrender to that every day. And you brought up a lot of good points and, and Jesus certainly wouldn't be judging, but the religions do. And I, I think when I was younger, Oh, I have to go to church. You know, I, I, I had a problem with Jesus because I thought it was Jesus who was making me go to church where I never felt comfortable and all those other things, but <laughs> it's the organized religion that does that. And then another thing you talked about was that feeling of safety. And and I guess when you don't feel it deep inside, I, I know there's people who are, who are um, you know, I know God's taking care of me and I'll, you know, this, is, this is a minor setback. And they just seem calm all the time. Like they know God's got their back or, 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 you know, things are working out in their life the way they should. And... If you don't feel that, you go over all these false gods that are going to make you safe, whether it's the relationship, the love relationship, or a pile of money, or the, or the house. And as we know, none of those, all the things are impermanent in this life, as Buddhism tells us. 
Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. the other the other thing I, I what I loved about what you said is somebody said this to me recently um, wh- where I've got this transaction going, and he said to me, "Your job is to receive." And I thought that is such a great line. Like, okay, all <laughs> I have to do is relax and receive. Oh my gosh, I love and that. I know. So that's a really great line to remember because we get so all cut up in making this happen and making that happen out of our brains instead of dropping down into our heart. You know, I got that same message when I was meditating once. I was like trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. I was really struggling financially and I was like, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And what he got was, what I got back was relax, but I got to make money. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And he said, relax. And I said, but I have to figure out how to take care of myself. I have to, I have to get money. I have to make money. And what I really heard, what I really got was just say thank you when the stuff shows up. Just relax and receive. Because we can only ultimately manifest what we can receive. And in order to receive, mm-hmm. we have to know that we're worthy. So that was such a huge turning point for me. And what I got was my homework was to say, thank you. I think those are two of the most powerful words we can utter when we do it from the heart. So when, what I got was when somebody offers you a compliment, say, become really present, settle your awareness in your heart and say, thank you. Mm -hmm. Because my natural propensity, and you mentioned this earlier, was to, you know, kind of like, kind of push push it away, you know, oh, oh, well, you know, no, you know, this old thing, I got it it at Ross for $7, you know, or, oh, no, 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 (laughs) you look good. I found, I had so many different ways of rejecting (laughs) kindness. Right. Crazy. (laughs) Or if somebody wanted to buy me lunch, no, 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 you you don't need to do that. You know, this is crazy. When I was with uh, my ex-fiance, who was a very, very, very successful, uh, famous uh, actor, he brought me a very generous gift one day. And, um, I was, I couldn't handle it. I, I kind of blew up. He, it was, a some earrings that were like seven or eight carat earrings, diamond earrings. And my response to the very generous gift was like, why are you wasting your money on me? Isn't that crazy? I look back on that now and I'm like, that poor girl totally didn't know she deserved. I mean, I couldn't even accept lunch from a friend or a compliment. How was going to accept eight right. carat diamond earrings, you know? But, um, as I've relaxed and opened more to just the, the small kindnesses that are, that show up every single day in my life. And I think they show up in everybody's life, you know, to be able to take the beautiful sunshiny day personally, to be able to receive the beauty of the tree that's waving at you in the breeze, to be able to say hi to the hummingbird that's flying by or look at the flowers and go, thank you, God. I know they're blooming just for me. When we start to take, um, the beauty of this earth personally, we start to open up our hearts to receive. And as we do, and we receive graciously, we open to receive more and more and more and more and more. So if we receive graciously, we're eventually going to be able to manifest just the life of our dreams. We're going to be able to experience a fulfilling, prosperous life, but we have to receive the small things with grace and gratitude before we can manifest the big things that the universe has for us. Oh, that was beautifully put. Very well said. 
I could feel that when I get into that space and I look at a beautiful tree and I'm grateful for it. It's got such a pleasing shape and it's shading me and <laughs> get into that gratitude Trees are vibration. Great. And, Trees are oh. just awesome. Have you ever hugged a tree? I thought that was a joke. And I went to Mount Madonna and there was a redwood. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I hugged the tree and I was like, oh, it did. It felt so sweet and kind and loving, like unconditional loving. It's just there. It doesn't expect anything from you. It's just there. And I think it's true with all of nature. It's just there loving us, you know, hoping that we get it someday. And we will. It may take 60,000 lifetimes, but we're going to get there. <laughs> when you're out there in that beauty, that's what calms me down and makes me feel good. In fact, I read an article this week that talked about um, really higher consciousness in the sequoias and the redwoods and um, and that trees can heal us. And uh, a friend of mine had said that you can dump your stuff with a tree, go out in nature and, okay, whatever physical problems you have, because they eat it up. They love that. Um and uh, that's basically what this article was saying. She told me that, I don't know, six months ago. So that's, it's, it's really interesting that um, the trees are, there's a lot about trees. We could do a whole topic on trees sometime. Um, but I got I love that you're bringing this up. This is so fun. You know, I think I know. made fun of Barbara Walters because she asked somebody, you might know who it was, if they could be what kind of tree, what would they be? Oh, I think it was Catherine Hepburn, and she said an oak tree, right? And everybody made fun of her, and I think that's such a wonderful, wonderful question. So, Rosemary, I'm going to ask you that because I want to answer it. What kind of tree would you be and why? I would probably be a redwood because I'm there. When I've been in a redwood forest, it's, it's as if I'm going to see elves dancing around and <laughs> fairies and I mean that's how I feel because it's so mad it just feels so magical to me and um and you're there there with these other ancient redwoods uh, uh, these, these other beings and the fact that redwoods are only in very I think they're in China and of course in here in California and a few different places they're not they're you know they're relatively rare and um and they're some of the oldest energy on planet Earth, aren't they? I mean, as far as exactly like two thousand. Yeah, they've years been old able to. They've been able to um, to withstand um, a lot of energies that that could take down other organisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess I, I should probably send you this, and maybe you could put it up so other people could read this article about trees because it was really fascinating. I think that's maybe, so fun. Maybe, that's so fun, you know, because it's like it could be put up on the website or something. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I think we can, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can learn more about ourselves. And I think when we ask the questions, interesting answers can show up if we just take the time to explore it. So when I considered what kind of tree I wanted to be and why, it just gives you insight to a deeper part of yourself. So there were two trees that came forward for me, although I love the redwoods as well. I'm thinking about maybe being a redwood too with you so we can have the fairies and leprechauns play (laughs) with us (laughs) and the deers and, you know, all that. So the two trees that came forward for me were a weeping willow and a palm tree. Mm. So the weeping willow to me seems so um, ethereal and just so magical. And there's something about it that's a little bit melancholy in the way that it's so graceful and moves in the wind. It's just so, so um, mystical to me. 
And that might not be anybody else's response to a, a weeping willow. And it doesn't matter that that's information for me. So if somebody else is a weeping willow, they may have different reasons for that. Um, the other tree that I love is the palm tree because they're so silly. They're so quirky and funny and silly. And they're just up there with their coconuts and they don't care what anybody thinks. And it's just like, they're such a silly tree. You know, it's like, to me, they just make me laugh, you know, and, and you're in LA and you're probably able to look at them. Anytime I look at them, they just make me smile. They seem so fun and, and silly to me. So quirky. So with that being said, those qualities that I just used to explain, uh, the weeping mole and the palm tree and the, the qualities you explained uh, with redwood were actually qualities we were describing within ourselves. It's another right, way of knowing right. parts of ourselves. And you could do that when with I, animals. When I you think can do the, anything. Oh, yeah, animals too, yeah. When I, when I see the weeping willow, there's also something that's very embracing. I mean, it'll shade mm-hmm. you and protect you, yeah. whereas the palm tree won't. You know, the palm tree doesn't really give a lot of shade, does it? <laughs> no, it likes to be alone. <laughs> So, and that's true for me. I love to go out and I love to embrace people and connect really deeply. And then I kind of like to be kind of like do my thing. I don't want to provide shade. I just want to be here and be by myself. And <laughs> Oh, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Another bit of information. That's, that's so fun. And that's something that's, that makes you a really good counselor and healer is you're teaching people how, how to do it for themselves. I mean, you don't want. Oh, yeah. I say that all the time. I don't want to hand out fish. I want to hand out fishing poles. I want to empower people. I don't want to enable people. Because if you enable people and you do things for them that they really should be doing for themselves, they're going to resent you. It's like what you said. They're going to resent you. And then there's also something called the bread of shame. And it's just... It's just not a good place to be. So I found it much more effective to give people tools, to give them um, opportunities to cultivate their confidence and live more prosperous, empowered lives, not just because I'm writing a checkout, because I'm teaching them how to manifest their own prosperity. And um, something else that's coming forward for me as we're having this conversation, it's about learning to love ourselves. And that is where authentic power comes from. When we really know ourselves, where we really like ourselves, where we really respect ourselves, when we really have confidence within ourselves, that's when you can come from that place of authentic power because you don't have an attachment to what anybody thinks, what anybody believes about you, because you just know what you know, what you know, what you know. And sometimes that's really all you need. Yes, very well said. And I I just read an Abraham Hicks quote this morning that talked about, stop asking other people what they think. You know, just get clear on what you think and what you feel and what you want to do. And I think Mm -hmm. I used to do that a lot. And I, when I'm not sure, sometimes I still do ask, but, and that's okay. Um, I think relationships so much, can be mirrors so and give you feedback. Yeah, I think that's okay. But we want to be in right, touch with but, our own source of where good feelings flow. Abraham talks about that. We right. want to be in touch with our own source where good feelings come from. We don't, um, we're not dependent on somebody else making us feel good about ourselves. Um, we don't give our power away in that way because we're connected to our own source of power within. So that's, that's being close to source. And, and um, really just coming back to uh, nurturing ourselves in, and saying nice things to ourselves, retraining the brain for that. And then yes. something you said before struck me when you talked about um, saying thank you and starting to receive in the little things. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me buy you 
lunch and, you know, that dress looks really nice on you. Thank you. And that also is true in relationships. We, nobody can love us as much as we love ourselves. So if we want a great love relationship, then the best way to do that is to love ourselves, not think, oh, I'm going to love this person so much that they're going to love me, you know? No, you can't ever Uh, let it in. You can't ever manifest more than you can receive. And it does come to loving ourselves first and foremost and saying thank you for the little things. And as you do, you're going to find that you can relax and start to receive bigger things and more things and greater love relationships and more prosperity. Just saying thank you, you know, uh, the gratitude journal that Oprah does, um, you know, at the end of the day, just write down everything you can think of that you're grateful for. And again, I think the words thank you, those two words are so, so powerful and they can magnetize whatever it is you think you want, but you crawl before you walk, before you run, before you fly, except the small kindnesses, the small things, your breath. If you can think of nothing else to be grateful for, your breath, you know, the chair you're sitting in, the fact that you have a roof over your head, anything. And as you consider and claim and express gratitude for those small things, they will continue to up-level and increase. That's the journey to center, girl. That connection yes, to source, it. that connection to our heart, that connection to our soul, that alignment with something greater. And it is available for all of us. There is great love, great love here for you, for me, for every single one of us, if we can just relax and receive it. So thank you so much for spending time with us here today on Journey to Center. I love you, Rosemary. Thank you, Tammy. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for inviting me. It always is. And thank you to Nate, my producer of The Highest Order. Brent Carey, you're a rock star. I adore you with my whole heart. And to my listeners, God bless you. I really want to connect with you. Find me on Facebook. Write to me at TammyBPhD.com. I just um, am so grateful for you. And I'm here for you if you need me. Okay. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.